When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Friday on Ian Rod B. Yeah, news uh, day started interestingly with Rod's call that uh, Weiss Water had broke and he's on his way to the hospital. So we're manning the show, but uh, thinking about him as well. We got a lot to do. You know, we got five hours a day, five days a week here on Hook em Up, and uh, still have plenty to do between now and 11 o'clock. Of course, uh, Hoping and uh, expecting a conversation with our buddy Casey Stuttered, who went head to head with. Uh, did by the way, did Casey wear a helmet? No, you were the only one in a helmet. That, that was that was a personal decision. Did you think it had a, a negative impact on your performance? No. Okay. It just it was good to put the helmet back on. You're kicking and throwing. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I could see if you were tackling someone, you'd want to have the helmet on, but you were trying to be finesse moves here. But yeah, uh, no the, injuries. Uh, had fun. It was a little hot, but all in all, good video. Good video. We need a challenge for next week now. All right. So Casey reigned supreme. He won the longest throw. He run he the pass, and he won the kick, and you won the punt. Yes. And I, I'd like to incorporate somebody into this video, these videos every week. You know, it's nice having a guest out there. It was good catching up with Casey. It'd be great having him in here in a little bit. I'm sure he's going to make fun of me the entire time, but that's that, that's the relationship we have. Was uh, was Casey more athletic than you anticipated? No, I knew. I mean, he he was in the NFL. <laughs> yes, he was. And he can he threw a I mean, my my passes were all kind of wobbly. We were using the football that's here that's kind of deflated. Yeah, a little Tom Brady-esque. So I, I think that helps maybe Deflate gate with the distance, but I mean, Casey threw a tight spiral and he, I got, I had my friends texting me making they're like you can't throw a football 40 yards. And I was like Casey threw it 40 yards two of the three times. So Casey can throw. Casey's a great that's, athlete. That's that's. I mean, if you can throw it forty yards plus, you can you can. Well, you can you could have at least tied him. You should have made the field goal. Yes. Now I will say, kicking a a, a a kind of deflated ball is kind of that's not always easy. He nailed it. Easier on your foot though. <laughs> he nailed one he right right it. down the middle. Yeah, he toe punched it. I I went with the. I was watching YouTube videos on how to kick, kick a football before I went out there. <laughs> that's funny. I was trying to take it serious. <laughs> Justin Tucker tutorials. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's that video is out and posted. We're talking Longhorns and Baylor, and we're going to check in with uh, and Casey. We'll ask Casey, Casey about this start for the Longhorns, how, and then we'll hear more from Sark too. On um, you know, it, it is interesting how Texas is you know won three games by double digits. I don't think there was any point where even the Alabama game it just felt like it was going to be a win the whole time. I I, I, I guess when 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 Bama took the lead, sixteen thirteen, in based on what happened last year, it was like, uh oh, here we go again. But man, they just immediately took back control of the game, and that that was the response you loved. Fourteen points in fifteen seconds on the quick four play touchdown drive, and then the you know pick six uh, touchdown, which to put Texas back, and then it was just about finishing the game, which they did. Added another touchdown. And ran out the clock, uh, so you know, not a nail biter when it mattered in the fourth quarter. I'm sure there were still some Longhorn fans nervous about it, but at the same time, it felt like you were controlling that game. And then the Wyoming game, that was 10-10, but the Longhorns erupted. Same thing with the Rice game, not always as pretty. But that's the interesting part for me, Ty, is that they, the the offense and defense are opposite. The offense 
is inconsistent. It's clumsy at times. Then explodes with these explosive plays. Defense is consistent for most of the game, yet their their Achilles heel has been giving up some explosive plays. Right, not against Rice, but against Wyoming, the only touchdown they scored was a 62-yard to the house. Uh, Alabama's offense was mostly stymied, except for some plays over the top, some big explosives over the top of the safeties by Jalen Milrow. Uh, so that's those are that feels fixable to me. I mean, based on history and precedent and talent, I feel like Texas's offense can become more efficient and more consistent. Um, with uh, with with Quinn Ewers, but you know I think he's got to find his identity. That's the one thing I would say for Sark on his offense: find your identity. You know, is it is it Quinn with the short passing game that sets it up, or you know, did Jonathan Brooks show you enough last week that headed into Big Twelve play with this 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 offensive line, even without Cole Hudson, that you can line up and and run the football and uh, get behind your pads and and set up the play action that way with Quinn to allow him to uh, to throw with, with play action and the benefit of it. Because, look, uh, you know the, the thing that I'm concerned about for Texas, the only thing I'm concerned about for Texas in this game is because they're, they're better, you know, the matchups favor them at every spot, uh, is you know if you do watch the film and you have a look at uh, and, and you watch Baylor play this for three games, there's nothing impressive. And, you know, players watch film, coaches watch film. You know, and sometimes you can lull yourself into as a player watching that film going, man, they're bad. They're bad. Well, but you have to assume they're going to play great on Saturday night. Uh, this is something we've talked about. I've said a lot this week. The uh, the respect your opponent, Todd Dodge quote. Prepare for them like they're your, you know, the, you know. Say, prepare they, for them like they're Bama, like they're Bama, and like they were last year. They played you, you off prepare your feet for every game like that. And they put you know put the, you know Dave Aranda through the, uh, the the blitz packages and the disguise blitzes at, at Quinn Yours and the Longhorns didn't handle it. So if you prepare for this team like it's Bama, you're going to win this game comfortably, and I think you'll cover the spread. Uh, that's the idea of playing down and not respecting your opponent. But you do watch film, and, you know, there's kind of that, oh, man, they're not very good. Uh, but, again, you have to respect the uniform, respect the crowd, respect the night is really what this is going to be about. Let's hear from Sark uh, on the week of practice they've had. You know, if, if there was a bit of an Alabama hangover for Wyoming that carried over into the game, uh, it certainly showed up early. But then by the end, they had won by 21 points. Here's Sark on what the week of practices look like for the Longhorns. You know, I think the one thing I always look for, can I hear our team, right? Um, anytime practice is quiet, that that's probably not a good thing for us. A, we preach communication so much. And so are we communicating on a high level? Are guys celebrating plays by other players? Or is there a little bit of banter back and forth from offense to defense? That tells me they're engaged. And this week was was very vocal at practice. I mean, you could, you definitely could feel it, even in stretch, you know, that, that you could feel the guys were – definitely engaged and, and ready to go. And then it, that carried through practice. So that that's probably the biggest thing for me. And then ultimately in meetings, you know, our, our meetings are very interactive. Uh, the one we just got out of, um, you know, when I'm asking questions, multiple people are answering it. They're, they're just, they're just engaged. And to me, uh, that's always a good sign. All right. Engaged, deliberate, intentional. These are all things you like. And uh, you know, and, and, you know, and what you want to see is what, what they're seeing on film. They're taking to the practice field, right? You I mean, the, the way practices are run, you get your 20 hours, but some of that's behind the scenes watching film. Some of that's individually broken up into your positional positional duties and responsibilities. Uh, let's hear Sark talk about the player film habits. That you know, I mean, you know that they've grown for this team right now. You know that they've improved because you're seeing it show up. Jade Barron on the spot all the time, um, you know, the, especially on the defensive side. Here's Sark on players because, again, you only get 20 hours with the players every week. Uh, what are they doing outside of your facility to uh, to get better? 
Well, I think it's it's probably the same. You know, I think the great players like to know what to do, how to do, and why to do. Um, and I think a lot of times they sit in meetings, and a lot of the meetings that, that players go to are predicated on what the coach wants to watch and what they think they need to know. Um, and I think players that dive deeper, they're trying to get information that they think they need to know too. Um, generally, as a player goes throughout his career, they start to learn and understand the value of film study. Um, and so naturally, the older a guy gets and that he's in the program and that he plays like Jod A, you know, he's been with us for three years, but been in the program for four I think he's really understand the value of film prep and understanding kind of some of the tips that he may be able to see and define or mannerisms of specific players that could tip off what could be coming. Um, but that's his game. You know, he's a really high football IQ guy, if not the highest on our team, one of the highest. And he uses that to his advantage. Um, some guys that's not maybe their strength and they need the film study to make sure that they can make up for it. But his is a strength of his, and then he uses it to his advantage to to have that extra information. All right, Celia, uh, Jade is a guy he even mentioned in that conversation. One other from Sark as we preview Texas Baylor getting ready for the game tomorrow, six thirty. Part of a huge Saturday in college football here on uh, Hook 'Em Up with Ian Rodby. Let's hear Sark on the strengths he's seen from Baylor when he watches a the film. They are one and two, and you can certainly spot a lot of weaknesses when you see them, but uh, not to be taken lightly, according to Sark. Um, well, I, I look at them like they're zero and zero, just like us, you know, we're, we're both, we're both zero and zero in conference play. Um, and they're a good football team. You know, I think they kind of got caught a little off guard in week one. Um, you know, they're, they were leading Utah in the fourth quarter of that game. So I think they could very easily be sitting here three and oh. And so I think the strength of that team is, I think they've got a culture in place, you know, with coach Aranda now. Um, they believe in what they do up front. You know, they, they love to run the football. They're big and physical on offense and they believe in stopping the run defensively. And then they have really good speed on the perimeter. It, historically, Baylor's always been one of the faster teams in our conference. And, and this year doesn't seem much different. All right. There you go. Uh, Baylor strengths. And, you know, again, you got to play for and expect their best performance. By the way, I'm watching some of this video here with uh, you and Casey out at the high school yesterday. You're wearing the helmet. What are the what kind of shoes were Casey wearing? Um, tennis shoes? I think they were like hey dudes, like hey kinda, dudes, kind of the same hey one. Dudes. I think we were both wearing hey dudes. <laughs> I mean, I thought you guys might bring out some cleats or something. <laughs> I thought about it. I, I, I mean, you I got the helmet on, helmet and hey dudes. I was gonna go full uniform, but I I, I didn't think I had a Westlake jersey. I I, I didn't want to go as far to ask Coach Salazar to get in the equipment well, room. But Casey is here. He's watching the video as we speak, and he's gonna come join us here coming up. How did uh, I, I would think with the Hey Dudes they might fly off when you kick? No, I I told you I showed you the the Hey Dudes I got a few weeks ago. It's like oh. the new. It's like a tennis shoe Hey Dude. Oh, but comfortable. It's very comfortable. It's All a right. it's a perfect fusion between a tennis shoe and a slipper okay <laughs> the perfect so the hey dudes and uh, so this was a high high challenging athletic competition wearing hey dudes yeah i mean it's better than did you see me when i ran the 40 yard dash and my new balances that <laughs> are ripped apart and to shreds now let's see these challenges you've done the 40 yard dash did not go great no what did we end up with on that five six five oh, oh six I think it was six four five actually, and I think you got hurt right on the play. I yeah, I was on that the the tip of the edge of tearing my groin. I pulled up right before <laughs> you it could happened. feel it going. Yes. I'll fill up, uh, and then you did the ghost pepper wing challenge at uh, Wings Up. That went even more poorly. I'd uh, four 
four wings out of 25, that, that, that's an impossible challenge. If, any, if anybody can go to – I actually had some, uh, some of my friends text me last night, and they were like, hey, we're at Wings Up right now. Good advertising on that. So yeah. they didn't do the challenge, but if anybody does go out there and can do that, please video it and send it to me because that, that would be – that's some Kobe well, here's the problem. stuff. I would agree. 25 is that's, – that's, that's a ridiculously high bar. But if the challenge were five, you wouldn't have gotten there. I could have. I had the if it da- were the, ten. You don't understand the daunting plate of <laughs> four pounds of chicken wings in front of me, and, and they're big wings that hey, and, and wings up. Yeah, and I and I started. To, I got through four, and I and then it hit me, and I was like, yeah, this isn't even worth. Like I will. I so might that's have to go why to the you conceded because if it had been ten, would you have finished it? Yes. Okay. I think I could have kept up that speed. Uh, I really but then that one I messed up because I went to go throw the bones in those buckets that were in front of me. That was a bad idea. And that's that two seconds I stopped stopped eating and ripping the wings. So what if we what if we doubled back on that that challenge and make it ten, not twenty five? Yes. Okay, you want to try if, that? If we want to go back to wings up, I'll give you a second again. chance on that. Okay, I could I could do that. I think I think okay. if that's something that people I think you need see. to make amends because I didn't expect you to do very well in the forty. Um, you know, with the level of exercise you're currently doing. Hey, I've worked out every day this week. There you go. Um, that's big for me. Yeah, and then as we move to the football season, we could revisit some of these challenges if you'd like to. But I, I, I would reduce that. I'll even buy the wings. I'll even buy because they're. Yeah, that was the issue too. Is I had spent fifty dollars <laughs> on twenty five <laughs> chicken wings didn't eat. and then didn't even take them home. Oh, Do we couldn't, even, couldn't even give them to a homeless person or something either. That'd be like a hate them. crime. I bet they would have eaten them. Uh, <laughs> drive, chip, and putt. Next event, guys. Drive, chip, and putt. Do you need like all that. golf? Yeah, Casey golfs. Should I? Should Casey just be my partner on all these challenges? Sure, I like it. Casey's a superstar. He's That'd coming awesome. in right now. We can ask him. Okay. Uh, well, let's get a timeout, then we'll come back with Casey. Let's get a quick timeout and then uh, get Casey comfortable. We'll talk uh, Texas Baylor, the start to the season, and the punt pack and punt passing kick challenge coming back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. One zero one nine AM twelve sixty. The Horn. For the top of the hour, we'll uh, do a little who said that. you also never guess who's coming out of retirement to, I guess, officially try to prove if Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are indeed brothers, like related brothers. Major story breaking this morning. Also, major story breaking from the uh, the horn, and that was the punt, pass, and kick challenge over at Westlake High School yesterday. Uh, and look who joins us now. The winner of yesterday's PP&K is our friend Casey Stutter, the lifetime Longhorn National Champion. And... Um, Big part of our station in the past, and hopefully again. What's going on there, Case? Oh, you know, just uh, just feeling good after a good victory yesterday. But I mean, what did y'all expect? You know, I, I had I had the long odds on you. The, the, the odds were you were very you couldn't make any money betting on you yesterday. No, I, I promise you. Hey, yeah, I figured I, that. I'm a, I'm a few kicks away from winning that thing. <laughs> Come on, man. You, ha- I knew you had me beating the passing the entire time. And field goal. Yeah, but I two and- two of those field goals were. Were bare, bare, near misses. One That's wide a, left, one wide. Yeah, left. one. You went, know what it's like to be second place. You all, you're <laughs> lost in state, so you understand what it feels oh, again. So it's man. like it's those little things making it personal. No, it's just the little things. You know making what I mean? Personal. It's like excuses. They're like they're like buttholes. We all got one. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Hey, I'm hey, not making excuses. I'm just saying it was closer than people thought, or maybe maybe you would have thought. No. Oh man. Uh, close only if, if counts in horseshoes air, and hand ball, grenades. Yeah, if the ball had air in it, I would have punted that thing fifty-five. Fifty-five. 
All did day. you did you ever handle any specialty duties in high school or you know punt or what'd you do? High school, I was a backup punter and kicker. That's right. <laughs> no way. Yeah, because it's called an athlete. I'm dead serious. I played. I played. I was an All American at O line and D line. Played linebacker. All that. Hey, true Iron Man. True Iron Man. Dude, I played middle linebacker. I was destroying people. Destroying people. <laughs> well, it was Colorado football, so I know I'm going to hear that. So there you go. You know. That's funny. Now, by the way, what's you're from the state of Colorado, but a lifetime Longhorn and more you know, a legacy coming to Texas. What's the, what's the word back home about uh, this Deion Sanders mania? Critics. Before before the three and or the two and start is it three and three and yeah, yeah, yeah three and yeah. So before the three and start, you know the it was already the buzz was already there because I went up there in right before they right right in the middle of spring ball or whatever. Me and my dad and uh, went up there and visited with all the coaches and um, Boulder was already you know on cloud nine. You know what I mean. So it's and then now that they came out there and they you know they banged some hazard three and now. Um, it's you know it's but it's good though it's good to have CU football back. I missed like me growing up. I always remember those CU Nebraska games. Yes, you know what I mean. Like just headbangers. Uh, that that was when both programs were were yeah. really good. Yeah, and that was like you know it was that, and then you know watching the Longhorns tumble yeah. around during that time. <laughs> but no, I, I the buzz the buzz in Colorado is uh, the hype is real, but. The um a lot of people took the, I think they took the over in that game, and they lost their ass. A lot of betters lost their ass in that CU game, CU CSU game. Yeah, they did. A lot of betters did, and now they've uh, won three in a row. They play Oregon tomorrow, so that'll be a big test. They're a three touchdown dog in that game, and Oregon's number ten in the country. Um, so you think you think Coach Prime showing the players that that line, saying that the that the people in Vegas don't respect you. Well, yeah, of course he is, but can he, personal. there's a reason Vegas is uh, builds all those casinos, right? They they get these things right more often than not. I think it's fair to say that week one they didn't know much, and TCU played an awful game, and Colorado had the element of surprise and played great. Yeah. Um, in this case, you know, we've now seen three weeks. We understand it's leveling out. Oregon's number one offense in the nation. Yes, there hasn't been nearly as much trash talk from Coach Prime this week. I've noticed. Well, well he no, because he, because he knows his defense isn't. And he doesn't have his DB. He's missing, missing his best player. He's missing his on best both player sides of the ball. on both sides of the ball where, you know, this is a lockdown corner where you know for a fact if they try him, he's going to either get one or he's going to lock down one side of the field. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's, for, that's you know, for you to be as a coach to know this side of the field is okay, you can cheat the other side a lot. And his son's on the other side, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah but Shiloh. that's what I'm saying. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, your whole defense changes this week. For sure. Because you don't have one side of the field locked down. And your your offense. I'll play some sound for you from Coach Prime before the top of the hour that you're going to like, Case, if you hang around with us. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, talking about you know his his young receiver, uh, Horn, how he got him uh, fired up. Fired up for the game while, they, while he was struggling that they ended up coming back and winning against Colorado State. But uh, we'll see. Oregon's a different animal. Bo Nix at quarterback. Dan Mullen's lines of scrimmage are strong. That's one thing Mario Cristobal left at Oregon when Dan Mullen came there. Dan... Uh, Dan Mullen, um, Dan Lanning came in from Georgia. Is they had good lines of scrimmage, and that's where Dion struggles, and he knows that. He talks about it. I mean, he's got to recruit, and that's why he's bringing in Warren Sapp, help coach his D line, yeah, and bring some dudes, yeah. I mean, but he, but he's Dion. He has all the credentials in the world. He's won from every level, and he's and, never not won. 
Well, and the thing that's been most impressive is how well coached they are, right? It's one thing to bring all the. His, I mean, he has Coach Brew, he has Coach Brew there. Coach Brewster. Coach Brewster well, is single handedly. He knows how to get kids. The right, you know what I mean. Well, he, he's and a they're great and they're disciplined, right? They're fundamentally yeah. sound. Look, and they. I thought it was great discipline by them last week not to overreact when Colorado State was throwing some cheap shots, right? And Jay Norvell's team was underdog and you know heard it all week long, and they were there were some some really cheap shots, and and I never saw Colorado react to that and and you know fall down to that level they just played and won the football game but uh, that's Colorado what do you make of Texas here through three weeks they're three and oh they're back into the top five in the country feels like they're heading in a good place what have you seen so far case yeah I like it but it's, it's still it's still that that play up play down to your did I just cut out nope that was me sorry oh, sorry no that play up play out to um um to Men- their competition you yeah. know what I mean they put it's and that's just hard for me. But it's been like that for 15 years. And I've been talking to some of the guys like, well, Casey, that's just what it is. You know, it's that's what it is. What is that? What do you mean? The players on the team? No, like the last 15 years, it's just been we played up and down to our competition. Yeah. Well, how do you? How did you guys elevate that? Because there was, you know, when when you took over at Texas or got here, they were winning 10, 11 games. Rod was there. Yeah. Rod B. And it was really about that Get one that Oklahoma hump. game. Yeah. Mac was great at getting you guys pumped, and this staff was great. How did you guys, and then you know, player led kind of stuff? The players have to hold the bar, right? I mean, those are the guys that know. Who's but the doing games them. that you're supposed to win, you're supposed to win. You're supposed to dominate people by 56 points. Well, I don't and know if the team's there yet, but well, what I'm saying is, if if you got if you're going to go out and play like you did against Alabama, that should be your your mentality every week and go go hammer people in the mouth. You know what I mean? Like that should be there shouldn't be you shouldn't be able to move them off the ball, but you can't move. You know, Wyoming, Wyoming or Rice off the ball. You know what I mean? Like that's wild to me. So my whole thing is, is if they can, if they can, if the O line can play consistently like the D line does, you know, have some crazies over there trying to maul people. I think we'll, I think we'll be, I think that's that's, I think we'll be a great team then. That's awesome. I just want to see. That's all I want to see is I but, just want but, to but see for the first time a in full a, game dominance in a full time. And by the way, we're going to check. We're going to call Quan Cosby here in a minute and check in with him too. Uh, he grew up in Waco, so he knows this Baylor crowd pretty well and what's going on at Waco. Also, Quan was inducted into the Longhorn Athletic Hall of Honor yeah, this awesome. past well weekend, deserved. which is really cool. And uh, we'll talk to Quan about some some topics around football. Last thing about the punt, pass, and kick. Um, were you ever nervous? Were you ever no. nervous against this guy? I wore boating. I wore like uh, hey PSG shoes. <laughs> so I didn't even. Ha- I didn't even have. I didn't even have athletic shoes on. Yeah, that's how nervous you were. Yeah, and you went out there, and I heard you heaved it pretty good. What'd you get on your distance for the for the pass? I'm like forty six, something like 46, that. Forty six, almost fifty yards. You beat him bad on that one, and the punt. Forty eight. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to punt in those shoes. I figured they would like fly off your foot. Well, it's a flat ball, so the ball was you know. What yeah. I always was told was you know you kick it off the bone off the top of your foot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you know I. What high school did you go to in Colorado? Highlands Ranch. Highlands Ranch, and you yeah. were the uh, offensive and defensive All American in the in Colorado and uh, around the country. Played linebacker too. Oh yeah, whatever they needed, whatever they needed. Yeah, no, I, on defense it was. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I had 110 tackles a year, that type of stuff. All right, all right. Uh, what would you do to try to block Michael Parsons? <laughs> <laughs> Bring someone with me. <laughs> We're going to take two of us on this guy. I mean, he's a monster. You ever seen anything like him? I have. Okay, I haven't. I have seen some stuff like him, but he's he's not the biggest guy that he's doing. You know what I mean? Two fifty. You know what I'm saying? So 
And he's not as big as Von Miller either, like lengthwise measurables. I always thought JJ was because he was so big, right? JJ Watt was you know six six yeah. and two ninety five, and but he, he was, was quick. Still, but the thing the thing about JJ Watt is is that he would play himself out of the play so much. That's the reason why we lost so many games because they would rush <laughs> they would rush for one hundred and seventy five two hundred yards on us because he's upfield out of his gap yeah upfield out of his gap and it's like okay you can get your you can get your sack dance and your few tackles for loss but we're losing games because you're out of your you're not doing your game yeah. but that's yeah. my that's opinion. what Brecken Hager used to do Brecken all the time oh, look at you calling out your boy come on now hey can we go to the Vaqueros hotline and bring on another lifetime Longhorn and now a legendary lifetime Longhorn into the Longhorn Athletics Hall of Honor last week at the big big ceremony on Friday night and then the uh, honor on the field on Saturday in the Wyoming game. He is Quan Cosby. QC, how are you, bud? Hey, what's up, baby? Hey, hey hold on. You got my man Stud in the, in the booth? Stud's here. In the studio? What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's up, Case? What was up, Quan? Hey. Dude, hey, uh, as we get this started, I woke up. As you say, just say congratulations. I, I'm sure last week was, uh, you know, kind of, a, kind of a blur for you at this point, all that went on, but uh, congrats. I appreciate that, man. It was, uh, and of course, as uh, no, his boy, our boy Jay Scott, was honored as well. Jordan Speed, Kelly, uh, we had, you know, a lot of cool athletes. And, and I must say, it's p- pretty bizarre. One of the, you know, guys that James that was honored was a track athlete, and goosebumps moment of him being literally the first black athlete in the South, you know, West Conference, and. And in the state, almost from a track standpoint, at six and three, so that's pretty awesome for him to be in that class and to hear his story. And yeah, it's real the whole cool. Weekend was well done. Uh, and the game itself, obviously, a little bit uh, frustrating for a few quarters. And I thought Wyoming played a pretty good game plan and were sound. But same time, they blew it open. And uh, how about that third into the fourth quarter thunderstruck getting the crowd going? The drone show, the uh, the smoke. That was pretty impressive. Man, y'all know this very well. I'm pretty hard on CDC, and we argue a lot. But um, kudos to him and his team on that because we won a lot, Case. You know that. And and DKR was rocking because of of that. But, you know, for them to be ranked number three and and still have that fan experience, and that, that that was next level. And honestly, it reminded me a lot of what I saw the week previous that in Tuscaloosa. I mean, Bama has no shortage of um, you know, championships and wins, but they still do a great job. Of well, that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. CDC was at Alabama, and he was like, oh, we can't be out showed up next week when we go on TV. You know, that's what happened for the <laughs> night game. He was like, we can't, all right, we need all this do it stuff. Up right. It's just, it's just way better than, than don't stop believing. Exactly. That's I mean, the don't thing. stop believing was I the mean, stupidest it, thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like, this is dumb. Like, I'm going to be sitting over here on the, on, on, like, and everyone's like, oh, I was like, that's why our team's soft because we're playing this dumb song. Like, give me, give me some corn, Metallica, some ACDC, you know, something. God dang, let's listen to some Journey. There don't stop believing, guys. Hey, don't stop. Kiss my ass. Sorry. Thunderstruck. And they, they, uh, they lightning bolt them right after that with three quick touchdowns. Hey, uh, Quan, you've seen championship teams. You've been a part of championship teams at Texas. Um, you know, how good is this team in your mind? Casey was just talking about playing down to competition and playing up to it. What's the, what's the bar? What's the ceiling yeah. for this team this year for you? Man, still, uh, I don't know that they're there yet because we're going to learn a lot as they start Big 12 play and get everybody's best and even, you know, out-of-body game plans and forget the rules. There's going to be none because 
where they are. They, people have nothing to lose. I mean, they can yep. try crazy stuff, and, and, and you just really can't plan for it. So we're going to learn a lot now. Um, I still, in my opinion, know on paper that they should be Big 12 champions. And so Casey's right. They, they kind of – what's wild about it is, is Sark's teams, uh, we, we've heard, first three years didn't really finish and so what we're seeing is some progress because they you know in Tuscaloosa last week they're exploding in the fourth quarter so if they can figure out that script again and try to play it four quarters uh yeah man that, that there's no limit to where I think because quite frankly if we're being honest across the board all of college I don't know if it's NIL I don't know if it's transfer portal but there's a lot more parity and I think there's Georgia up there and who, by the way, was losing at halftime last week, as we know. And then I think there's everybody else. And so that's not a knock to everyone else, but I think if they can if they can continue to grow and improve and play four quarters, they can play with anybody. Last week was a weird week anyways, though, because there's a bunch of games I was checking on my phone where at halftime it was like, you know, big-time schools – yeah, it was you a lot know. of big lines, a lot of heavy underdogs yeah. and mismatches, and sometimes yeah. that happens for sure. Hey, Quan, we were talking earlier about the Pac-12, uh, and I was making the point that it reminds me that they with eight ranked teams, it reminds me of your guys' season in 08 when that month of October when you had to play four top 11 teams in four straight weeks, and you guys ended up losing the game at Texas Tech, not to bring up a sour subject. How hard is that going to be in the in the Pac-12 for any of those teams to run that gauntlet? I saw where you know USC plays six ranked teams in an eight-week period. Uh, Washington's last four games of November are all against ranked teams. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a grind. It's hard to get up week after week for really good teams and playing really good quarterbacks. Yeah, man, there's really no – the way you kind of get better in football is you play a little bit lesser, you know, everybody get get on the SEC for having that cake, what we would consider a cake game mid-season or later in the season, but that's kind of a get-healthy game. But when you're playing that many ranked teams every week and, and you have to show up on that level, you always play to your standard, but there's nothing like, ironically, we're playing Baylor this week, but Baylor during our day was like, all right, Let's go kick their you-know-what by halftime, play a little bit in the third, and let's get healthy, you know, the third, late third, fourth quarter. And that's what you, you don't get. You know, every, every day is going to be a grind. It kind of comes like that. I'll tell you what is so crazy and fascinating is their commissioner almost should get sued for malpractice. <laughs> and then they freaking have one of the best seasons for the in the last 15, 20 years or so. Just crazy, bizarre how all that works itself out, and um, and the Big Twelve on the other hand saved themselves and they're getting spanked around. So, nah, it's a grind, man. That it was fun uh, on every level, but because of you know it being every single week, we played Oklahoma, we played Missouri, Kansas was you know right top fifteen back in those days, Okie State, and then to to go to Tech and one or two injuries, you know, kind of leads to a tough game and we end up losing and kept us out of the national championship. So hopefully they stay healthy, but uh, it, it's certainly going to be a grind for all those teams out there. Can it be a little bit cannibalistic on how it's going to play itself out? Yeah. And that, that's the other part. Injuries come. You're playing good teams and you're playing to that level week by week. You get banged up and uh, it's a, it's a war of attrition in the PAC 12. Whereas Texas has a, an open road. If they can beat Oklahoma, feels like if they raise that level and get back on script, as you said, uh, they, they only have one ranked team that they're, 
that's on their schedule right now. Uh, what about Baylor? I know uh, QC, you grew up in, in Waco, the greater Waco area, so you're close to that program and, and folks up there. What's going on with Dave Aranda's team? Uh, one and two, lost to Texas State, gave away the Utah game. Didn't even look very good against Long Island last week when it was raining. Uh, what's up with, with Dave Aranda's team? Man, you know, I, and, and again, I, I still get my cuts in Waco. I still go to Waco a lot. i dealing with all these Baylor fans. A couple of things. One, they're pumped because it's sold out. Because they don't have, I mean, they're one and two, and, and that's coming to town the last game. They're, they're excited about that. But I, I respect Coach Aranda on every level. The problem, when I hear his press conferences, I mean, I feel like I'm hearing the most monotone. I don't know that people get overly excited about his culture. Um, he's a good Christian man. We all love that piece of it. But uh, like Casey said, he has more of a don't stop believing culture versus a <laughs> Dion's let me run through a wall culture. Yeah. And, 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 I, and it's real. And then I don't think he embraces the, the portal like he should. Listen, man, I get it. I'm not a big fan of portals and the NIL together. But if I'm in their position, you better embrace it. You better own it if you want to be successful. And I just don't think he has. He, he had a very veteran team that Coach Rule left him, and, and he took advantage of it and had that, that great year. But since then, Baylor always a struggle bus for recruiting. Chip and Joe can't get any recruits to come to Waco. And then, um, you know, his, the, the, I talked to a player, and they said his very, 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 very first meeting, he goes in and he's like, I – I'm Coach Aranda. I'm looking forward to it. And walked out the meeting. Oh, man, I would have lost it. I'm out. Transfer me. (laughs) Transfer me. (laughs) Bring me some fire. It's just, it's it's not, yeah, for real. Because it's just not translating to um, big time power five ball. So I think that's what they're seeing. And kudos to G.J. Kenny, though, because he went to Waco and, and put a spanking on him. My longhorn brother at Texas State, so. I think that's the issue, and, and unfortunately, I don't see, certainly this year, um, but at the same time, everybody can make their year by beating Texas, so regardless of what we've seen with them, we're going to get their best and time. Yeah, no question. you got to expect the best Baylor team, but they are 7-9 and nine since they won the Big 12 championship overall. And they haven't beaten a Power 5 team in their last six games. I mean, their own six. Again, the only win is that Long Island game. So it's a program that's kind of collapsing in, in front of us and disintegrating. Same time, now they've got their backup quarterback, Sawyer Robertson, who has not played well at all. Right. Um, they're one of their top running backs. Dominic Richardson, the kid from Oak State, is out for this game on Saturday. So, uh, you know, we say should. you got to respect your opponent. But this should be a game the Longhorns can get, go in. And if they can get to 30 points, they're going to they're gonna win this game pretty comfortably in my mind. I agree. And, and the thing, I think their quarterback had 111 yards passing last week. Yep. I love me some Tebow, but that sounds like my, my year at the Broncos. <laughs> we were averaging about 130 a game, and I had the most catches because I was a punt kick returner. But the, um, the, that's, that, that's a problem for what we've seen in Texas defense. Um, if we can make you one-dimensional and stop their run, which I know they're going to try to do to shorten the game, and make this backup quarterback have to – I mean, we saw the same thing with Milrow. And I will say, as an athlete, he threw a couple of dimes in there, but he couldn't do it consistently. And I, I'm with you. If we get 30, I, I don't know that they have the offense of horses and, and, and skilled players to outplay our, what our defense looks like right now, which is the top five defense in the country. 
Yeah, number one, according to ESPN, in the defensive efficiency uh, metric, which is, um, you know, they've been really consistent. Giving up some explosive plays, which you got to be careful of because you can expect Dave Aranda's team with Jeff Grimes throwing some razzle-dazzle at him, throwing the kitchen sink at the Longhorns Saturday night. Waco knowing how important that game is to that fan base. Quan, thanks so much. And, again, congratulations, Longhorn Hall of Honor now. You're enshrined, and rightfully so, but I'm sure that was an emotional weekend for you and your, your family. So congrats, my friend. Hey, man, I appreciate that. And I can't get off this without saying congrats to Rod. His world's about to change. Yeah. I'm so happy for our brother. <laughs> yeah. We love these kids, but uh, we yeah. love to backhand them. No, no sleep no, no. till no Brooklyn. We, we don't. <laughs> no sleep till Brooklyn. I love it. Thank you for that. I'll pass it along. Oh, okay, I'm certainly, uh, he may be listening at the hospital, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Quan. All right, there's the Lifetime Longhorn, legendary Lifetime Longhorn QC, Quan Cosby. And, yes, uh, you have three kids now, right, Case? Yeah, Quan's older than me and graduated two years after me. They played baseball. I know, but it's so weird. Not played like, some ball. Now I talk to him like, you're not younger. You've always been older. See, I know this, <laughs> that uh, you know our man Ty in there wouldn't have challenged Quan to a punt, pass, and kick contest, I don't believe. Maybe to a drive, pitch, and I would line. not challenge Quan to a drive, punt. I would not. Either. I've played golf with Quan many times. He, Quan is a, he, he would a win the long stick. drive. No, and you know I what? think I'm going to stick to challenging Casey. On, on those and you know things. what he is? He's Whenever I play with, with Quan, it's typically been in a scramble, so you get four shots at every shot. And he is so clutch, man. So clutch. When you need a big one. He can have a couple bad holes, but when you need something big, like a good drive or a good chip, he's always the money. Uh, that's what great athletes do, like like Casey yesterday. Right down the middle with the field goal, threw it the furthest, and punted it the, the second for You lost a tie in the punting, but yeah, it happens. But, you know. He got you in punting. Got me by a yard. <laughs> you, you, you won the, the real athletic adventures. Now, you know, you got to be a little disappointed about that, that you lost the punting, even though you were a backup punter in high school back in the day. Yeah, I never did it in a game. It was just I could practice it far enough. I could catch a ball. <laughs> as, as a deep snapper, I'm pretty familiar with the you know all special teams. There you go. There the you whole go. unit. I liked uh, I liked our deep snappers. They drink beer. They drink beer. I didn't hang out with the kickers. Or the deep snappers. Now, do, hang do you out. think I could shotgun a beer faster than you? There's one person I can shotgun faster than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'll I'll put a thousand on it right now. Who's that? Austin Sinline. Austin Sinline, Lyle's brother. I mean, it's it. I've tried. I'm pretty damn fast, and like, <laughs> I'm competitive as hell. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm I'm just hammered. But it is, it is wild. It's like a, yeah, it's done. Yeah. It's like what? I mean, it's I was like, it's I was like, <laughs> it it's so fast. Austin it's Sunline. Freaky. That's the one. You it need to check. Where does where does Austin live? Here. He's out. In, uh, they're out in uh, Fredericksburg. Okay, we may need to get that because Ty claims that he can beat anybody. He's like uh, he's like most people in my prime. He's like Doc Holliday. I can I can get back in shape for it though. He's, your, I, he's your Huckleberry. I thought I was good. Lyle's was like you don't have a chance. <laughs> you don't have a chance. <laughs> you don't have a chance. I was like, no, nah, it ain't that bad. Then gonna... I came over there. I was like, wow. I got it on film somewhere. I can't remember. I got it on like a good film, like on one of my shows. Hey, come quick time out. Can you hang for a minute, Case? We'll do yeah. some Who Said That. One more segment with me before the top of the hour. After the top, Matt Mosley will jump in, a national radio host, also doing a show in ESPN Central Texas. Hawkins Baylor will get his thoughts on what's going on with Dave Aranda's team and can they challenge Texas on Saturday night. I was perusing the major thoroughfares, checking everything out. Looks really, really good. As a matter of fact, looks like uh, the westbound side of 71, east of 21, the Bastrop County area. Looks like they finally opened up that road. And so there was not much backing you up. The crash Mopac southbound at far west has cleared completely. And then I find that northbound I-35 near William Cannon Slaughter got a crash. Yep. 
Yeah, the backup is to Onion Creek Parkway. Wow. Well, we had a little nirvana there for a while, but uh, uh, we're back to reality. Again, north of uh, Highway uh, 45 toward Ben White. Going to be stop and go. That's traffic. Do you wake up stiff, sore, or achy? Then you don't want to miss Factory Mattress's huge 46th anniversary sale. To celebrate, we're offering free sleep mapping assessments that scientifically calculate the personalized level of support to your specific body type and sleeping habits. And with 0% interest for five years, free adjustable base upgrades and are guaranteed to beat any competitor's price, you'll get your best rest for less. My factory mattress. We're celebrating our 46th anniversary by giving you one of three free gifts to choose from like a free full body massage mat with heat therapy, free Sealy Eye Massager with Bluetooth, or free delivery setup and removal. Visit any of our locations to enter to win a free Tempur-Pedic mattress. Don't miss the 46th anniversary sale going on now at Factory Mattress, where we have sleep down to a science. Most folks agree the most exciting Longhorn season in memory is underway. And you know what? So is the most exciting season in memory at Sue Patrick, your home, Austin home for all the great Longhorn gear. Hey, Sue Patrick and Jay Willems have teamed up again with Wrangler for the 2023 Wrangler Western Clothing Collection for men and women. And of course, Longhorn Nation, like the ladies super soft tees, three-quarter sleeve, Longhorn graphics, bandana prints, the Wrangler oversized tee in burnt orange, the ladies ringer tea so many other deals but hey how about for men the black denim jacket with, with sherpa lined with embroidered jean jackets whoa vintage truck and longhorn logos on the shirts and texas tailgate graphics a giant guitar graphic tee with longhorn logos the denim trucker cap it's all wrangler perfect for game day like it's been since 1947 at sue patrick they've been there since 1975 no parking garage park out front 5222 burn it road the Horns text line is brought to you by Specs, a Texas-sized selection of wines, spirits, finer foods, and specialty beers. Cheers to savings. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. All right, can we get a good round of who said that? Get some audio out there. I want Casey to hear this while Casey Studdard's still hanging with us. But uh, it was 16 years ago this day, case 16 years ago, that um, a football coach in college took to the podium during his uh, news conference to start the week to, to look back at the game that came and then look forward. And If anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. This was brought to me by a mother of children. I think this is worth reading. And let me tell you why I'm talking about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. Here's all that kid did. He goes to class. He's respectful to the media. He's respectful to the public. And he's a good kid. And he's not a professional athlete. And he doesn't deserve to be kicked when he's down. That's why I don't read the newspaper. (laughs) Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. And that's all I got to say. It makes me want to puke. 
I like a, that though. That's taking care of your. That's the, you know. Yeah, no, he he went to bat for his player, and yeah. it's much longer than that. That's a little yeah. bit of an edited oh, yeah. version of what was going on with Mike Gundy. But yeah, he's fat. And we still have like six little sound bites from that. So get one. your facts straight. It's still classic. Sixteen years ago, you were already off to the NFL by two thousand and eight, correct? Yeah, of my uh, second year. Yeah. You're with the Texans at that point. Uh, okay. By the way, several people loved your take on the uh, Don't Stop Believing song being switched <laughs> out for Thunderstruck. Good call. Uh, I wanted to play this for you because uh, you grew up in the state of Colorado, Denver, mm-hmm. and uh, Deion Sanders' mania has taken over there and certainly across the country. I heard this. Let me play this for you from Dion. This is why I think Dion scares every coach in college football for his impact and what he's already done and what could be coming for Dion as he – because there are some that think after his son goes off to the NFL that he may not want to coach anymore. I don't believe that. I think he's going to stick with this. Yeah. Listen to what he said on Saturday or this week about the game Saturday when they were trailing and some of their guys were struggling, uh, particularly one of his receivers. We had an instance on the sideline um, this last game where Jimmy was having a horrific game. He's a receiver, Jimmy Horn. And I said, Jimmy, you're a dog. We from Florida, man. And guess what? Pop is at the crib, and he's incarcerated watching you right now. And he wants to clap in front of all his different inmates because he believes in his son. We're going to make Pop proud tonight. That's what we're going to do because his son is a dog. Now, you go out there and show the world who you are. And in return, he went and caught the touchdown, the game-time touchdown. And he was out just speaking life into Jimmy and understand where he was, where he, where he was located. I've been there because I sympathize and empathize with him and I know his background and his situation. So I'm able to pull that intangible out of him that I can connect to him in a pivotal time like that. And that's why I got to know my, I got to know my kids. I got to know this team. I got to know them individually as well as collectively. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you better go run through a freaking wall. Yeah. I mean, but that's just, I mean, but that's that's real stuff, though. I mean, because that happens a lot of times with these coaches. Um, there's situations like that all the time. And, you know, people come from all walks of life that have come on this team. And you, as a coach, got to be able to be, I mean, you're their father when they come on this campus. You know what I mean? You're kind of their role model. You're their, you're the one that's grooming them to be, become a man for a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, uh, you know, boys becoming men, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, well, that, and, and look you're at in that stage and, and he's been in those situations, you know sure. what I mean? And so that's when, when someone can relate to you and Dion can relate to all these players because he is a ball player, you know what I mean? So it's a lot different connection with Dion to a coach that really, you know, to coaches that didn't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. At well, that it, level. Right. I mean, and that's why I think he's like, he, the other coaches like I, I think Sark has become a better coach by being genuine and talk, talking with his players about his challenges and what he battled, right? And yeah. as they battle through adversities in their own yeah. lives, he's been very open about that. His coaches are very open, but no one can match prime when it comes to that uh, and the connection. His credentials are just stupid. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's going to lead to recruiting, and you know, kids are going to come play for that guy without a doubt. Uh, let me play this one for you, though. Greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. He was doing a, I don't know, I, I've seen a bunch of highlights from this, but he was doing like a sit-down interview. Uh, and listen to what he said about uh, his competitiveness and what drove him uh, to be the best and win seven Super Bowls. 
I didn't have any friends on the other teams. I didn't, you know, and I think it's a little different day and age. Yeah, I didn't. I Even was ex-teammates that left. Well, yeah, to a degree, but I mean, I was, my friends were the guys that were in the battle with me. So it's very different in today's age, which I actually think is a little, uh, you've got to create a lot of different emotion to, to to heighten your sense of awareness and focus. Like for me, anger was good. Anger was good because it was motivating. The more I could create an enemy, the more I wanted to go out and kill those guys. Now, I knew I was gonna kill them physically, but man, if I could just, what did they say? You know, and what did they look like? And did they disrespect me at all? You know, and did that, Say something like those are little, little, little things that can get me right in the emotional frame of mind. That when I ran on the field and I said, Let's go, it was really, Let's go kick some ass. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Let's like get that. you going, too. But yeah, but see, that he's that type of quarterback, he's in your, you know what I mean? Like, conflict is good. Yeah, I mean, Vince was that way. Yeah, you know, they had that same type of mentality, you know what I mean. And I play with quarterbacks that don't have that mentality, and it sucks. Well, just just I think we've seen Quinn yours a little more of that. Uh, maybe he'll grow more, but they, he needs to, to bring that energy. Yeah, I see Quinn. I see, I see him growing in that area. I do too. Hey, Case, thanks so much. Uh, appreciate you dropping in. Thanks for doing the bit with uh, T.Y. And thanks no for problem. Them. Appreciate y'all having me. Yep. Tell your kids how. How many now? Three? Yeah, I got three of them. Yeah, and your lovely wife. And uh, guess what? Rod's about to have one. Rod's about to have a baby. Congrats, Rod. <laughs> good luck, Rod. His life will change forever for the good. But we'll also hear the stories as, uh, as it happens here on Ian Rodby. Hook him up. Coming up, Matt Mosley helps us preview Texas and Baylor. Also, let get Matt's thoughts on this Trayvon Diggs injury, how big it is for the Cowboys and that defense. We're coming back one more hour. The fabulous fifth quarter coming next here on Hook Him Up.